Good morning, good afternoon to everyone and anyone whoever is listening. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Once again, as y'all know, I'm your host, Tavares Wilson, and I always get the last word. Y'all know this already. Now, guys, <clears throat> I want to speak briefly on some NBA news. There's not much really out there right now outside of the Ben Simmons rumors and, you know, him moving on from the Sixers. A lot of reports have come out lately, like, you know, that he wants to be traded. He doesn't want to play in Philly no more. And, in fact, today he actually notified teammates, you know, such as Joel Embiid, to not fly out to L.A. for a visit. And basically what that means is, all that means is that, you know, they were just trying to convince Ben to go out, you know, with them into L.A., you know, things like that. But he just didn't want to go. Like, you know, I mean, to me, it's it's not that deep because at the end of the day, it wasn't, like, mandatory for him to go anything of that nature. But it is kind of concerning because it seems like he no longer has that continuity with his teammates or he has that repertoire with them or to the point he doesn't even want to be around him. He doesn't want any part of the organization, basically. That's what it's starting to seem like. And I'm not saying that's the case because I, I still think he has a good relationship with guys like Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris, you know, things of that nature. But it's starting to seem as if he's trying to make it publicly known he doesn't want to be in Philadelphia anymore. And it's going to be hard for them to move him. I mean, because he has a hefty contract. They want a lot back for him because he, I didn't, however you feel about Ben Simmons, at the end of the day, he's still a good player in his league. He's a top 25 player in his league. I know he had his ups and downs last year in the playoffs, excuse me, <clears throat> but he's a guy who could still guard your best wing scorer. He's still a guy who can go out there, give you the assists, some points, and rebound. He does everything on the floor. So he still has a lot of value to him, and he's still young. So he has a lot of upside, man. So they're going to look for a lot for him. Now, that being said, there were reports saying that, you know, Ben Simmons had interest from the Brooklyn Nets, but it was two different reports. One from Stephen A. where he basically said that his sources told him that Kevin Durant didn't want Ben Simmons. But it was other sources saying that Kevin Durant wanted the Brooklyn Nets to trade for Ben Simmons in exchange to Sixers receive Kyrie Irving. To me, that's a trade. I think both teams wins because you need another legit score next to, you know, Joel Embiid. That's Kyrie. You don't need him to necessarily be the number one option, which he cannot be as the best. He, Kyrie can't be the best player on the team on the championship contender team. He won't be the best player on that team because it'll be Joel Embiid. And then the Nets get a much, much needed wing defender and another good playmaker who can give Harden a break without the ball and have him play off ball just a bit more. So I think both teams will win the trade if it were to happen. Just player for player, I think it would be a great trade for both sides. Now, with all that being said, that's really all I have for the NBA news. It's really been nothing else. You know, J.J. Reddy retired recently, if y'all don't know that. If I did mention my last podcast, one of the greatest shooters this game has ever seen has retired this week. And outside of that, there's nothing really else left to say about basketball. But I will get into some NFL news really fast. Now, I'm going to be 
be completely honest with you guys. I'm 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 a I'm gonna go on just a little 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 rant because I if you follow me on TikTok, which I can by the way, last word productions TikTok, yeah, check me out. If you follow me on TikTok, you see me what I said about Chris Greer and Brian Flores this past weekend. This past week I should say, over the Buffalo Bills game. Devastating loss. I will say this though. Chris Greer is officially on the hot seat. Because how it seems now, none of these draft picks he's made the past two, three years are really working out. Outside of maybe two players. And when you got nine picks in the first and second round in the less than two years, in the past two years, I should say, and only not two of those picks are working out out of nine picks in the first two rounds, that's unacceptable, man. It's unacceptable. Just that's all it is. And I that's not even the clue in the year before the 2017, not 2017, 2018, 2017. That's not even clue in that draft class. You haven't drafted well at all. You wasted the draft capital that you could have capitalized on either for a superstar player or a really good player in the draft. You haven't done that. To me, he's officially on the hot seat. If these players don't show something this because I'm going to let y'all know now, Austin Jackson sucks. He's going to be a miss. He is a miss. Austin Jackson sucks. I said that when he came out of USC. I said that when we drafted him. I was like, this guy is not good. I don't like the pick. He is very athletic, so maybe he can turn into something. But I knew he would never be the franchise tackle that they drafted him to be. I didn't think he was not granted. I didn't think he would be this bad. But I didn't think he would be good either. I thought he would be a Jesse Davis type of dude, like someone who is serviceable. He's not really a, a game changer on your line, but more often than not, he'll do a decent job. No, right now he is terrible. That's it. He, he gets beat almost every play pretty consistently. He's pretty bad, man. And outside of that, then you got who? Tua Tagovailoa. Listen, man. I'm going to be real honest right now. And I'm going to get into the rest of the games, guys. I'm sorry. Let me. I just want to say this because as a Dolphin fan, that's who I, I, I will be completely honest. That's who I key in on the most, and that's who I study the most because I'm a Dolphins fan. But don't get me wrong. I look at every game when I can. I watch the games that I can, and I go watch the all 22 or films on NFL game pass and things like that whenever I can. So, it's not, that I don't, I'm, it's not that I don't watch these other games, other teams. I do. It's just that it boils my blood just a bit more at the Dolphins because I am a fan. And so, with that being said, Tua, man, he, he, he hasn't shown it, man. He hasn't. And what makes it worse is, again, Chris Greer drafting. What makes it worse for him is that Justin Herbert is killing it, man. I'm talking about he's killing it. And I think I just seen the stat line the other day where I believe he has had, and I think he is one of the three. It's Dan Marino and Patrick Mahomes, those are the other two players. He's one of the three players in NFL history to have 10 300-yard passing games in, I believe, in a matter of a Two seasons or something along those lines. It was it was it was a certain amount of games to have a total number of 10, 10 um passing games, which you eclipse, you know, three hundred yards passing. 
Man, I'm telling y'all not, man. It's, it's not. It's not looking good for the the Dolphins right now. Is for Chris Greer specifically because Justin Herbert is killing it. Justin Jefferson is killing it. You know, then you know Xavier McKinney is looking good in the, the secondaries for the Giants, man. Then you got guys like <clears throat> J.K. Dobbins, who you could have took. You know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who you could have took. You know, it's it's a lot of guys who you passed on that you could have had. I mean, look, think about it. I mean, Rashawn Slater right now for the Chargers look like an all-pro. You you could have drafted this guy, and you could have drafted um who who's the Cardinals receiver did you? I think it's Rondell Moore, the rookie receiver. I know his last name Moore. You could have drafted him instead of Jalen Waddle. I mean, not to say Jalen Waddle is a bad player, and I'm disappointed in the pick, but through through two games he has three drops and a muff punt. I mean, that's not to say, again. That's not to say he's a bad player, but. I mean, that's that's not necessarily worth the six-round pick. I didn't think he was worth the six-round pick. Now, do I think Jalen Waddle's a good dynamic player? Yes, I think he could be special. But if you if you if you're going to go for special, I need a I need a guy I know that's going to be that. And Jalen Waddle, as much as I believe in his ability, he still has to prove he can be. And in all honesty, through two games of the season, he showed flashes. But I, I need at this point, I need more than flashes from these players. You need more than flashes because you need them to work. Your job right now is dangling. Because outside of Raekwon Davis, who's right now hurt, Javon Hollins, who looked like a really good pick, I'll give him that, and maybe Jalen Waddle, maybe. Because in all honesty, man, the way Penny Sewell looking. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that Jalen Waddle pick, if Penny Sewell don't give us a sack up the entire season, because he did one hell of a job against Nick's Bosa the other week. And if he so if he goes this season without giving up a sack, when your left tackle is probably the worst left tackle in the whole league, people gonna still look at you sideways no matter how good Jalen Waddle plays. And it doesn't help that he's struggling to hang on to the ball right now. So, it's it's a tough ride right now for Chris Greer, honestly. And to be honest, if it doesn't get straightened up, man, I think he's gone after this season. But that's enough of my rent. Let me get into some of my predictions for week three as it stands. So, let's get into it first with the Raiders and the Dolphins. Excuse me. Might as well start with them. I started with them. And... This game, Jacoby Brissett is set to start for the Dolphins due to two attack of our Lord recently going on IR. Again, you know, he'll be out at least three weeks. You know, the max he could be out is eight weeks. Hopefully it doesn't get to that point, but they said that it should be three weeks. Excuse me if y'all hear the dog in the background. I know he's crazy. But the Raiders are also battling their own injuries. Josh Jacobs will be out this game. I know Derek Carr is playing with an ankle injury. They lost Richie Incognito at the beginning of the season, so that line is kind of beat up as well. But taking this game, I got to go with the Raiders, man, because simply put, I don't believe in Jacoby Brissett. I think he's a serviceable backup. I don't think he's a guy that can come in and start and necessarily win you games at this point in his career. He's never been a winner, per se, but he's been a serviceable player before, but... 
he's never been on a team and just made that team that much better. And with the offensive line woes right now, I don't see him making anything better for the Dolphins. I mean, it's absolutely astonishing and amazing to me that they're going to still trot out there with the same, basically the same starting five at the line with excluding Solomon McKinley, who, again, if you all follow me on TikTok, I said was the least of their concerns. They still want Austin Jackson out there at left tackle. They still want Jesse Davis at right tackle. Despite the fact that Jesse Davis is hurt as well, to me, that is, that's asinine, man. It's, it's not a winning recipe for me right now, especially when you're going against Unique Nagakwe and Max Crosby, two of some of the best passers in the league right now. They're both on fire. But I have the Raiders winning this game, man. I think they win convincingly. I think they win by at least 10 points or more because that's how little faith I have in this O-line and Jacoby Brissett. Now, I think the defense will do what they did last year. Not, not last year, but last game. Make it, you know, closer than it should be. Be more competitive than it should be. But at the end, they're going to gas themselves out, and that'll be all she wrote. Next game I'm going to get into is the Baltimore Ravens against the Detroit Lions. I got the, the Raiders. I don't know why I keep confusing the two, but I got the Ravens taking this one. I think they found something against the Chiefs last week. You know, their, their rushing attack, as long as Lamar, is one thing you can learn, as long as Lamar Jackson is their quarterback, they're going to be a run 13, period. Just what it is. You know, he's currently right now, as it stands, he's third in NFL in rushing yards, and he's has, I think he's completing 69% of his passes right now. He's a guy that's just, he's just clicking on all cylinders, man. And the Detroit defense going up against that after they coming off a tough outing against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I think Lamar Jackson is going to souffle them. I think he's going to kill this team, if I'm being honest with you. And it doesn't help that, you know, Jeff Okuda is out for the rest of the season for the Lions. Not to say that, you know, he's Lamar is going to be killing them with his arm, per se, but whenever you lose dynamic players like Jeff Okuda, even though he was young, he struggled a bit as a rookie. He started, I, to me, I think he still has the making of being a top 10 corner in this league. I mean, even maybe top five, top eight. But I had the Ravens winning that one convincingly as well. Then we had the Falcons against the Giants. Now, this is a game of the un, of the beatings. We, someone has to come out of this game with, a, with their first win of the season. And to me, I'm going to have to go with the Giants on this one. I mean... To me, the Giants' secondary is vastly underrated. I like McKinney at safety. I like Jabelle Preppers. I like James Badbury. I know they went and got Dory Jackson. So they have a lot of pieces and guys in their secondary. And I think that front seven is a bit better than what it's given credit for. I'm a huge Lyndon Williams fan, man. When he became available for with trade talks and all, I wanted the Dolphins to make a move for him so bad. I knew we weren't going to get him because he was with a division rival in the Jets. But, man, I wanted them to try to make something happen for him. I got the Giants taking this game. I don't believe in the Falcons' defense at all, like none whatsoever. You know, outside of guys like Deion Jones and maybe A.J. Terrell, I don't really believe anyone else on that defensive side. I mean, I, I never was big on Dante Fowler, man. I felt as if he got his contract purely because of Aaron Donald. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I feel like he's going to make a difference for this defense at all. I don't feel that way at all. 
So I got the Giants winning this game. I think they win by a field goal or a touchdown minimum. Next game, we got the Saints against the Patriots. Now, this is going to be a tough game because these are two teams with really good defenses. Jameis Winston struggled his last game against the Panthers. And I think I got to go with the Patriots on this one. The only reason I'm going towards the Patriots versus the Saints is because of Bill Belichick. I think Bill is going to draw up a defensive scheme so crazy and confusing for Jameis to the point he's going to leave this game with yet again another another um, INT Rails game. I think he's going to throw at least one interception because it might be a costly one as well. So I just think he's going to be the mistake maker in this game that's going to ultimately turn the tide in the favor of the Patriots, in the favor of the Patriots. And then after this, we had the Bengals and the Steelers. I, I like the Steelers to take this game. The Bengals... They showed a little promise on the offensive side to start off the season. But to me, I believe they don't have enough firepower on both sides of the ball to get this done. And not to say they don't have the offensive weapons, because, I mean, you got Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase. I think Joe Mixon right now is second in the league in rushing. Jamar Chase is playing terrific. You know, I wanted him over Jalen Water as a double fan, but you know, that's not a hero there. I think I like Tyler Boyd. They got T. Higgins as well. I mean, this is a good team. They got good weapons. But the offensive line is going to be their downfall. They can't protect Joe Burrow. I mean, that's simply put. And when you TJ Watt is out this game, but you sub in, you already got Cam Hayward, you got Melvin Ingram coming in. I mean, you still got at least two or three guys who get to the quarterback pretty consistently for the Pittsburgh Steelers, even without T.J. Watt. And with that being said, I think that secondary is vastly underrated as well. I love Minka Fitzpatrick, man. I don't even got to get into his history with the Dolphins. People should know how I feel about that. And I think Joe Hayden is playing some of his best balls to begin a season in quite some time. So, I mean, I, I think this team, I think the Steelers beat the Bengals. I think they make up for that huge underperformance they had last season to close out the season against them. And I think they win this game by at least 10 points. Then we got the Colts at the Titans. I got the Titans taking this one. The Colts' defense, man, it's, it's, it just hasn't looked the same as it once did the season before or the season before that season. I mean, it's just not looking the same. I know Xavier Rose has been missing some time. I'm not sure if he's coming back this game or not. Let me check that really fast. He should be playing this game. And I know they're down T.Y. Hilton right now. And I believe Carson Wentz is out as well, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, he's questionable. It's okay. So he may play, he may not play. But to me, it's like the Colts regressed on the defensive side. And their offensive line is also showing some regression as well. I mean, this was a unit developed on, let's say, two, three years ago. Even last season was arguably the best unit in the league. And right now, it's looked at as a top 10 unit. Even though that's still a really good, you know, unit, that's still a drop-off to what you once were. And... If if I'm the coach, that's a bit concerning because we we were going from a top, arguably top five, it could be top five defense and the best O line in the league to both of them regressing. 
I mean, that's that's pretty concerning because you just you just get, you just took on a heavy contract for Carson Wentz. You gave up draft capital for him. It, I mean, granted, it wasn't a huge boatload of picks for him, but still, it's draft capital. You don't know who you get. So it's it's, it's got to be a bit concerning for the Colts right now. And I think the Titans. I think Derrick Henry is going to take advantage of the regress the regression this team has taken on the defensive side. And then after that, we got the Washington football team against the Buffalo Bills. Man, I want I want Washington to win this game so bad, man. But I, I can't pick them to beat the Bills at home, man. I, I think Tyler Taylor, not Tyler. I think Taylor Heineke has played well in his last start. You know, he played a huge game to help them get the win over the Giants and a much-needed win at that, man, because they got to keep pacing the – NFC East with the Cowboys, who I, I picked the Washington football team to win this division. Hopefully they still, you know, win out for me, win the division that is. But I think they lose this game against the Bills. I think the Bills' offense is just too explosive. And I think their defense is going to be a difference in this game. They're going to stale the offense of the Washington football team throughout the game pretty consistently. So by them not being able to put up points, Ultimately, it's going to lead to the Bills doing what they did to the Dolphins last week. And surprisingly, the Washington football team, their front seven hasn't looked as unstoppable as it did a season ago. Now, guys have had flashes, you know, like Montez Sweat, Chase Young, or um, uh, I mean, there some other men out of Georgia. I forgot his name. Uh, it's going to kill me now if I don't know it. Hold on. <laughs> I got to look it up now. Because it, it's going to kill me. Jonathan Allen, there we go. So these guys are still playing extremely well, but they're they're not that same dominant group we were coming to to expecting to see this coming season. I, I, and I think they need to find that because their defense is their vocal point of their team. As of that, we got the L.A. Chargers against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, this is going to be a good game, high-scoring game. Two young stud quarterbacks, man. I mean... If I'm being honest with y'all, man, I think I think the Chiefs take this one. They're in Arrowhead. The Chargers defense, to me, not all that impressed with outside of guys like Derwin James. I think the Chiefs take this game by at least a touchdown. And I expect a big game from Justin Herbert, though. I think he he is a guy who it's honestly a young phenom, man. I mean, he's he's not necessarily often hitting the ground running like how he did last season, but he still looks good nonetheless. So I expect him to come in this game and play well. After that, we got the Cardinals against the Jaguars. I'm taking the Cardinals, guys. <laughs> we don't have to get into this. I think Kyler Murray may have the best game of his career against this team. So I'm taking the Cardinals in this one. I mean, just look at Kyler Murray numbers. 689 passing yards, 7 TDs. He got three interceptions, but he's posting a 121.5 QB rating. I mean, God, he, he, he's balling right now. <laughs> and then I got the Bears at the Browns. I got the Browns taking this one. I think the Browns are going to run the ball to the ground against the Bears. Odell should be coming back. This game, so that's going to help them stretch the field a bit more. But man, I gotta tell y'all, man, Johnson, the the um, second year corner for the Bears, he, whew, 
He looking good, man. I mean, I think he graded out as the best through the first two weeks, the best coverage corner in the league. He he looks good. And I watched a couple of they I watched a couple of his snaps against the Bengals last week against guys like Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase, man. He he is he is looking really good, man. He's turning he's starting to mold himself into a really good corner. But I think the Browns win this one. After that, we got the Jets and the Broncos. Man, I don't know who made the Broncos schedule, man, but they need to be stopped. The Broncos opened up the season against, let, let me see. They opened the season against the Giants, Jaguars, and not the Jets. Man, they man, they better start 3-0. I got them beating the Jets, man. After that, they got a pretty tough stretch, though. But I got them beating the Jets. I never was a believer in Zach Wilson. Never. I told you all that during my you know, my draft expectations and, you know, my rankings in terms of the prospects. I never was a believer in Zach Allen. Zach Wilson, excuse me. And it's not that I don't think the dude is talented. It's not that I think he'll never be good. I just, when he played better competition at BYU, he just underperformed. I mean, he, he like, I'm talking about against teams like Hawaii, who else? I think. I think, oh my goodness, who was the other team? I forgot. But I know any notable team he did play, man, he just, he just looked terrible. Like, there's no other way to describe it. So, I don't, I got to see it work out for him. And it doesn't help that he's playing for the New York Jets. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. As of that, we got the Seahawks against the Vikings. I think this is going to be a better game than people give it credit for. But I think the Seahawks bounced back after last week's loss. Russell Wilson is on the tear yet again. And I think the Vikings defense is going to be that downfall. Ultimately, listen, at this point in his career, Patrick Peterson is a shell of himself. I mean, he's he's out there seeing ghosts against Jamar Chase running routes. And he's just completely being turned around. I I think I think he's done. And what makes it bad, him and Anthony Harris are their best DBs. Anthony Harris is a free safety. So he's a guy that roams the field. He's not going to be, you know, up and close and personal with with receivers and anything like that because at the end of the day, well, excuse me, I'm sorry, not Anthony Harris. Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith is in the box safety. But they still need him to play over the top because, again, if he doesn't, I think they're going to be killed over the top. I mean, you got DK Metcalf, Tyler Locker, who's balling right now. I just want to add that in. Tyler Locker's playing out of his mind. And with all that being said, I think the Seahawks win this game. i say about 7-point, 10-point game win. And after that, we got the Buccaneers against the Rams. This right here is the game of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Two really good teams and two teams who should be competing for the number one spot out in the NFC. Now, without all that being said, I think the Rams take this game. Now, why I think the Rams take this game? Simply put, I think Matt Stafford is the best thing to happen to this team outside of Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. He's a guy who can make every throw in the field still, despite being up there in age. He's a guy who's gritty. He's he's more athletic than people give him credit for. And he's, he's going to be the difference maker of this team being either a Super Bowl contender or not. 
And if they go out here and beat the Buccaneers, the defending champions, and if they beat them convincingly, that's going to send a message to the whole league. But I have them winning this game by a field goal. I don't think they're going to go out here and just demolish the Bucs. If they, if they were to do that, I'd be shocked. I'll tell you guys now, I would be truly shocked. Now, after that, we got Green Bay against the 49ers. This should be another good game. Now, Green Bay coming into this game is coming off a huge win against the Detroit Lions. They needed it after that abysmal performance they posted against the Saints. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's pretty much looking like a, a bit of a game manager at this point. I think Trey Lance is going to get the start in the middle of the season once he's fully groomed. But, man, I, t- I, I got to tell you, man, I think the difference in this game will be Aaron Jones, man. And Aaron Jones will be the reason why I picked the Packers to win. Now, I wouldn't be shocked at all if the 49ers were to win because – Green Bay have been in some alignment issues at the the line. The 49ers have really good front seven. They can get after the quarterback. So I wouldn't be shocked at all if the 49ers won. But I'm picking Green Bay because I think Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams are just going to absolutely roast this defense, man. Because Jason Verrett is hurt. He's out. And then after that, who else you got at corner? I mean, nobody really notable, but <clears throat> outside of that, I mean, it's like, man, who who else do they really have? Because the 49ers are really suffering through a lot of injuries right now. And I'm taking the Green Bay Packers to beat them. I say the Green Bay Packers will by a field goal. Then after that, we got a Monday night showdown against NFC East rivals. You got the Eagles, and then you got the Dallas Cowboys. Now... I'm taking the Cowboys to win this game. Why I'm taking the Cowboys to win this game, simply put, I believe in the Cowboys' defense a little bit more than the Eagles' defense. I think both of these teams can put up points because they both have talent on the offensive side of the ball. I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's better than what a lot of people give him credit for. You know, I think Devontae Smith is starting to find a little bit of a rhythm. You know, he's, he's not, you know, necessarily playing – out of all worldly, but he's playing pretty good. You know, I think Amari Cooper for the Cowboys is playing really well as well. I think CeeDee Lamb is playing well. And I think Dak is playing well as well. But the difference in this game will be on the defense side. Who do I believe to make a stop first? I think the Cowboys defense could do that. And if I'm being honest with y'all, the best move they made this whole season thus far has been switching Michael Parsons as a pass rusher and putting Vanderich back in. I mean, that way you get all your talent on the field. And Michael Parsons has looked really well rushing the passer. I just want to throw that in there. But we got the Cowboys winning that game. And, yeah, so that's all the games we have here, ladies and gentlemen. Now, thank you all for tuning in to the show once again. Listen, y'all be sure to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Last Word Productions. I will start posting film on there. I'm going to do game breakdowns for individual players. I know I said I was going to do that a while back, but, you know, things happen. I got kind of busy, but I will be starting that up next week. So y'all stay tuned in for that. Y'all be sure to subscribe, like on the podcast, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever it may be. 
Yeah, make sure y'all tune in each and every week that I upload. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, you know, TikTok. I'm everywhere. So thank y'all for tuning in to the show once again. And I'll see y'all next time.